<laughs> Was that a guess whose music we didn't hear tonight? <laughs> uh yeah, so like the what was the last episode we did? Well, not the last one. We did the football thing, which was crazy. Um, but the one before we did a CM Punk episode, and really the idea came from Kyler, uh, who joins us again tonight. Thank you, sir. Hello. How you um, doing, buddy? Good man. Um, and he uh sent me this like Facebook message. It basically was like, and I gotta pop off. I've got some things to say. And Lord man, things have changed since that message was sent. <laughs> boy do i have some words for you tonight <laughs> i i even I, I had to go dig out my cm punk shirt because i had packed it but uh i had to dig it out for tonight i dude man oh. let me tell you something i when when cm punk came into the i guess my scene once i was watching wwe time you know i was a huge fan of this guy huge fan I loved everything that he did, what he stood for, all of that, all of that, you know, whatever. And then, like, closer towards the end, I, I understand he had some issues with Vince McMahon and all that bullshit, but, like, you just started seeing, like, the true him. And it really, when it all come down to it, after all this stuff, he's just a bitch. That's all <laughs> he is. He's just a, he's just a baby back bitch, and I can't, I can't put it any, any other better away because like all he fucking does is complain because he doesn't get the top contract and he's not in a video game this or that and he's not getting paid millions of dollars when actually he is and he's got a better life than most and yet I don't know it, I just see now I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I what I told them because I know Tom didn't Tom was taking uh, the the Colt Cabana side which you know I don't know much about Colt Cabana, um, but just judging by what I saw in that in that um, media scrum, I'm not pissed at Punk for popping off the way he did. Right. Maybe he shouldn't have said some of the stuff he said, but when I get, I don't know about you guys, but when I get done doing something that exhausts me, the last thing I want is for somebody to come up and pick a wound. You know? Yeah, I, I get that. And, and so when this... he went off like he did, like, that was just him. Like, for years, he hasn't really said much about it. He's been pretty pretty silent on it. And then as soon as he gets done winning the world championship in a brutal match, he's hurt, too, which it's it's actually apparently a significant injury. He comes back, and the first thing they say is they they talk about Cole Cabana. Get the fuck out of here. Did you not just see what I just fucking did? And now you're going to yeah. bring that up? And that, everything I do in the wrestling universe and anywhere else revolves around that. That's the first fucking question I get every single fucking time. Go fuck yourself. Like, that's, so, I mean, that, that would be my, as, you know, I would be in that same mindset. So, and, and I, I understand that to an extent, but. Where where I see it could have been a lot different because we've we've seen the same CM Punk before WWE no problem we've seen it we've seen this attitude we've seen how he's reacted he knows what's gonna happen if people start peeling that scab back 
he knows around the game long enough. So yeah, I get the fact that uh, it, it probably hurt his feelings a little bit, but it also it's up to him as a fucking man to be like, listen, like I'm not going to put up with this shit, but in a different, better way to promote a better locker room, because that's what. For decades, that's what the the issue has been with all of these big big wrestlers is the shit that goes back goes down in the locker rooms. It's you know who's 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 dick is is going to pop out of their pants and flop out onto the table. That's really all it ever has been, and he had a chance to make it different, and he did. It's probably going to be Ric Flair, by the way. It's going to be Ric Flair's day. (laughs) And it's going to get everyone to Ric Flair. Rich kind of brought us back to earth on this because I know Bob and I were exchanging text messages through our little chat there. And uh, Rich had had obviously, um, you know, wrestling look, it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's a, everything's a work, right? I mean, or it seems to be, but the, I think that the interesting thing is that the, this is one of those rare cases. Well, not rare cases where, the back rooms, back backstage stuff tends to be a bit more interesting than what just happened in front of the camera, which isn't or in front of the audience, which is a shame because they just had a killer pay per view. Right. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, what it comes down to for me is not only did so saying what I just said, Punk is still in the wrong. Don't get don't get me wrong. But what happened after? And regardless of whose side of the story is the right one, you know, as far as with the uh, the exchange with uh, Punk, the Bucks, Ace Steel, and Kenny Omega, that was completely wrong. There was no reason for that shit to happen. So. Right. Uh, Rich, I was curious to see uh, kind of what your take was on on kind of being able to look at some of the stuff that kind of went down after all out and the, the, the scrum and the, the fight and all that, what you thought about all that? Cause you, you were very kind of level headed on it. I, I still think it's, <clears throat> I, you don't know what to believe. And, and that's part of what they're doing is returning everything. Like they control what's, what gets out. So like it was reported by, the wrestling, whoever media that was there reported the backstage stuff, but we don't know exactly what happened other than what, what got out. And then they keep spinning this, uh, like all the stuff they did with MJF a couple months ago, where you don't know if it was real or fake or whatever. <clears throat> so it's all part of this new, like they know their fans are online now. They know their fans are reading everything. So I still think that some, I mean, I don't, I don't know how grown men can, and I know this is all part of the whole wrestling thing, but how grown men can have this whole, oh, he called me this, so now I'm going to go kick in his door backstage and beat him up, even though I'm the senior vice president for this thing. Right. And it just, it, it seems like a lot of this is just, really nicely made up stuff for, especially if he's injured again, if he's injured again and couldn't wrestle and they just did that whole thing where he was injured for a while, he couldn't wrestle. They had the interim championship. He came back. We don't know what happened where he hurt his foot again or whatever in the, uh, 
you know, the the regular match on Dynamite, and then he did the pay-per-view and won. And then if he injured again, this is a good way to write him out with an injury without saying he's injured again. Right. Right. And so it's all like it could go either way. And 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 this is stuff that I mean, when we were kids and watching wrestling, I mean, we didn't have the internet, but they also kept everything behind the scenes secret. Like none of it was, you know, ever ever brought. And if it came close to being brought out. Uh, the wrestlers are punished, like that famous story with whoever was traveling with the Iron Sheik, and they got mm-hmm. caught together. In the That's all Jim Duggan. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Now, now, yeah. Now they know people are going to be following this, however closely that they can. So they're rolling it into into real life and blurring the lines, as it were. Right. That so, said, I'm kind of happy. I wanted uh, Death Triangle to win all along anyway. So. So I was from like. Hoping- Oh, I'm sorry. So, like, you know, kind of going into more detail about the, I guess, the fight that happened um, with um, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson. Um, you know, the way that this, uh, I'm looking at fansided.com, but the, the, the way that they're kind of describing what went down, it kind of almost looks like a bit like a, a scripted kind of fight. I mean, yeah, swinging fists. I mean, everybody, you've seen them come up where they grab the back of the head like this, and they're both just, you know, throwing. Uh, and then there was a, there was a chair. Um, they said biting and, like, grabbing him by the hair. Like, to me, that is wrestling. That's just rough wrestling. I mean, it's not a PG or a G, you know, whatever rated show. So, like, I, I – there's a part of me it's about 40%. There's a part of me that says this is just kind of since he is injured now that you brought that up, since that he is injured, we we saw what happened with the 2011 pipe bomb, so let's let's go with that. Let's make that work in our favor. Yeah, it's interesting. So Bobby brought it up uh um the uh, or Bob or Richie, I forget, someone did uh the MJF stuff and how Richie did and yeah i'm sorry uh, yeah I'm, I'm not even that tired or drunk so we weird. look for the lake so it's okay i understand <laughs> yeah we yeah. do well we're white, yeah, you know, yeah. all white people look but alike. the uh but the mjf so here's a crazy thing mjf returns at that same pay-per-view so they based i'm, I'm actually black like Taz, by the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so a kyler i don't know if you know that but richie for the longest time thought that taz was black until I saw his very white son. Like, wait a minute. Something's <laughs> <laughs> not right here. Uh, he's, 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 not like just, other. he's just a Dago like me. So it's cool. It's just Southern Dagos. <laughs> but the, uh, so the crazy thing is, so MJF returns on the same pay-per-view, right? And, and they just, they kind of played that up as a legitimate thing. Like, hey, he was actually going to leave the company and all this crap. Goes, goes silent on social media. Doesn't do anything for months. Um, and then all this happens there here and they do the same thing. They, they apparently they cut out punk and anyone involved with the elite from the show opener. Uh, they immediately vacate the titles, which I figured was going to happen. I throw that in our notes, uh, this afternoon. I, I mean, I, we all knew that was going to happen. Yeah. I, I, um, regardless of the injury or not, you know, that was, that was bound to happen. Um, I think the thing that, really throws me here is that I know Bob and I were talking about this earlier 
that this was seen by several neutral parties, but one of the people that saw it was not exactly a neutral party. It was the head of their legal team, um, who's also has to be the head of legal for the Jacksonville Jaguars and <laughs> the Khan family itself. And I, I'm going to guess there's in the, in Tony Khan's initial spot at the show tonight, the the line was I was forced to vacate the titles. I, you know I'm not going to read between the lines on this, but if I'm reading that from a real sense, straight up and not wrestling, it was like someone put the screws to him and be like, "You better put this ship right, or you're done, or we're gonna find someone else to run the company." Right. Um, you know this because this reeks of some of the crap that was happening. WCW 1999-2000, you know, with Jeff Jarrett and Vince Russo and the finger poke of doom stuff and all that crap. This just reeks. Some of it does. Not all of it, but but part of it does. And, you know, it's you're, you're close to having either this is one of the world's greatest storylines in wrestling history or the inmates are that close to running the asylum once again, you know. So I've I've got a question for all three of y'all because I I am I am going to assume that all three of y'all are older than I am, uh, and that's not a dig. So with with looking like you you saying this is looking like kind of like a WCW shit. Why do you think history repeats itself like this, or is is possibly on the fringe of repeating itself like? Honestly, I would say the EVPs have a little bit too much power and it's going to their heads and they're looking out for number one and still looking out for the best of the company. And that's what, uh, you know, a lot of the issues that have arisen, it seems like, you know, you're looking at guys that are like, well, why the, why the fuck are the Young Bucks the, the trios title? Why, why do they get the trios title? You know, are, why can't... And, and you see, like... I don't know how legit the heat between Kenny Omega and Will Osprey was, but you know how, yeah, how did Will Osprey? Will's already done his obligations. He's he, he's you know. already come and gone, and he's one of the biggest indie wrestlers there is right now. He's one of the biggest names that's internationally, and he's here for a cup of coffee, you know. And you see guys like that, you know. Why did Cody Rhodes leave? Did Cody Rhodes leave legitimately because he wanted to go back to WWE? Or was he sick and tired of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Adam Hangman Page pulling all their stupid bullshit? And, you know, he was like, you know, fuck you guys. I'm going to go back to someone that's professional. Well, and a name we failed to mention, too, uh, who got conditionally released today was uh, Malachi Black. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or if uh, unfamiliar, it's Alistair Black or Tommy End. And it's crazy, and now, now I grant I've seen things, and I'm again just gonna kind of a conjecture thing here with him is that they said it's more of a, a mental health type deal with him. But um, again, I don't know that for a fact. I'm just stating from different things. My thing is though, what you just said, Bob. Um, you know, what if he was just sick and tired of the way things were being run? It's like I'm, I want out of here. I want any way possible. Right. It's possible. You know. I, I mean, and, and that all comes into play with the tampering aspect that that we've been hearing about for the past few weeks, um, where they were where Tony Khan had to come out and say, you know, hey, they're tampering with our guys. I'm not going to put up with it, you know. So, 
and we all know that Zelina Vega works for WWE. And yep. <clears throat> that's his wife. I'd imagine that he's going to want to be with his wife. Part of the reason that he left WWE was the old regime didn't value him as much as Triple H did. Well, Triple H is now in charge. So let's put the pieces together. It's not that fucking hard. Exactly. Like one of those exactly. Piece puzzles that they give the kids, you know? It's. I usually end up with one of those in my mouth, though. So, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, as long as it's not your butt. <sighs> <laughs> oh, hey, you no, know, but it, it's cool though. Go ahead, Kyler. No, no, you're good. I, you know, I, I think that you're seeing. So there's there's a parallel that I can I can best explain this in the fishing industry. So you had the Bassmaster Elite Series, which was like the top of the top, you know, tournament trail for pros. What happened is that like all of them kind of similar what happened to WWE is. You know, they made some changes that were not favored by a lot of the anglers. And so these other people, really rich people, made major league fishing. Major league fishing. And then they were over there. Like, it, it looked like there was just a mass exodus. Like, you know, these very famous pro anglers moved over to there. Now you're seeing some come back because, you know, MLF is making some bullshit changes. and It's not really doing what they want so they have to either buy out their contract and go back and re-qualify like i think that you're seeing people go back because of strictly triple h and probably what he's doing to the performance center uh a couple of the people that he's brought back uh to help run behind the scene uh yeah i mean i i if i if i were at aew you know, kind of like a mid card or whatever. And I saw the shit that was going down with shows. I'm out. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to risk my job and the thing that I love to do because of your petty bullshit. So if, if Hunter comes to me and's like, Hey, we'll give you a better contract to come back to either SmackDown or raw or hell even NXT. Cause I think he's free. He's getting rid of the two point shit. Is. Um, you know, I would sign a contract with with those. Why not? Right. They're established, right? I think that was I was reading, and I can't remember which which was because I've read several different things over the course of the last couple of days. Someone brought up a really good point. AEW stock full of talent, and they've got a lot of money, and they've got a nice TV deal. Um, Warner Media, they've got it all. Uh, the one thing that lacks is the front office. Um, and I'm not saying that there's not good minds in it, um, because you do have, you know, different people that have had many, many years of experience in the business, the way the business was 20 years ago, you know, it's now you've got a kind of a different animal and the people that are running the other show, so to speak, WWE, they know this and they are very well versed in it. So this was a. Uh, today tonight was a make or break, not necessarily for the company, obviously, but I, I think it went off really well. They did a good job. Um, the Moxley promo was dynamite. No, no pun intended. Um, it, it was rampage. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're right though. Like I, I think they they started off great. Like how did you get? You didn't get to see the MJF promo, did you? No, I missed it. Yeah, I caught in right at the Moxley promo, which I thought was great. I mean, he always does a good job on the mic, but 
he did a so, really solid. So MJF comes out in a in a Josh Allen jersey, Richie's number one pick, by the way, best quarterback in the league. Comes out and he starts cutting what's essentially a babyface promo, and it was and he, I mean it was one of those tongue in cheek babyface promos where you could tell like. Oh, he's just playing up to the crowd. Where when is this gonna take the left turn? We know it's inevitably gonna take. And then it did when Mox came out. And he called some he said, All right, let's talk about the what is it? The the big fat smelly elephant in the room. And I'm not talking about you, lady. No, I'm just kidding. I'm seeing <laughs> backstage sweetheart. And that's when it sort of going off the rails. And then Mox came out and and he like shit all over the, the bills and wiped his ass with the Josh Allen jersey and you know, it was it was funny and it was good, but it led to that outstanding Moxley promo. And honestly, throughout the night, you know, I, I'm I'm sure they had their best people working on every single thing that went into it. But they really there wasn't a segment that I thought was bad. I was unhappy with um I was unhappy with uh uh Daniel Garcia winning the the Pure cha- the ROH Pure Championship from Wheeler Yuta because I like Wheeler Yuta and I like Blackpool Combat Club, but it made sense. It's, he was in his hometown, way to send the, the crowd home happy. Um, and it was also it was cool because it actually created a little bit of attention and a little bit of heat in the Jericho Appreciation Society because then Daniel Bryan comes down and Daniel Bryan shakes his hand and puts the belt on him, and raises his hand, and then Jericho comes out and he's like, "What the fuck?" So. Yeah, and they're they're scheduled to wrestle in the tournament, so it works out. Yeah, but let's yeah. let's let's talk about a couple WWE things, and let's talk about some other stuff because we we we've spent a good portion of time here on our 100th episode talking about wrestling. We've got a ton of shit to talk about aside from that. There's one in particular that I'm really excited to talk to you guys about. It's on the run sheet. I don't know if I, Tom, I know you looked at it, Richie. I don't know if you did Kyler. I know you haven't seen it. I can't wait to discuss this topic with you guys. So um, let's, let's talk about the two, the two big returns to WWE. First, we'll talk about the good one, which was Johnny Gargano. Um, I'd love to see Johnny Gargano back in, in WWE. If he's not going to be wrestled in AEW, get him in AEW or get him in WWE team him up with Tommaso Ciampa. Let's have DIY 2.0 and they can run through the tag division and fuck up the Usos until the Usos get DUIs and then they get the belts back. (laughs) It's only going to take one DUI and then six months later they'll get the the belts back. DUI DUI versus DIY. I I think we figured figured it out. I think one of them got a DUI and then two nights later they won the titles back. I think yeah. that's how that worked out. Um, well, if they bring in Jeff Hardy, they can do their own trio stuff. Oh, yeah, they can oh. yeah, they can be called rehab. We've got mm. damage control in the women's division. They can be rehab. Yeah, um, failed rehab. <laughs> failed rehab. Yeah. Well, their first, their first uh, major uh, program could be against DDP and a couple of guys. Oh yeah, DDP. <laughs> Well, no, we'll bring Punk back to WWE and they can redo the Straight Edge Society. Maybe if it's a I was going to say DDP, Jake the Snake, and Scott Hall, but oops. Yeah, that one won't work. No. Uh, Ouch. 
No, no. Um, no, I'm excited for Gargano to be back. It'll be exciting. Uh, yeah, I yeah, same. I I uh, got the got the I saw him uh, a couple times. A couple of the NXT shows I went to in person. Actually, the one I was in the front row. I did the got the got the good old Johnny fist bump. So that was pretty cool. Nice. Um, that was uh gosh, gosh, like four or five years ago now. Um, but no, I always loved him. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to uh, see him back, and he fits so well with uh, um, this kind of this new vision, if you will. Um, but Bob, you mentioned someone else that came back too, and I know he's one of your all-time favorites. Fucking giant ass herd, Braun Strowman. <laughs> <laughs> Scrappy's going to make his appearance, his first appearance on Well, here's the thing, though. He's got a major character change. He went from having a little bit of hair on top of his head to no hair at all. That's it. Yeah, that's true. That's dude, true. That's seriously, though. That dude now, have you seen him compared now to what he was? He's freaking jacked. Yeah. Yeah. He is super jacked, but I still hate him. It's ridiculous. I still hate him. Not you. You're cute. Why? Why? I'm kind of curious. Why? Why do you hate him? Just because he's useless, man. Plus, he's been a shithead when he's been out in public. He treats people uh, like shit. So I don't like him as a person. So he's like a a big dude MJF wannabe. Yeah, except for it, I. He's I just terrible like, at it. Yeah, because well, MJF, I feel like it, it's all the work. With Braun, he's just legitimately a shitty person. And so I've got no time for him. I, I don't see why he needs to be in WWE. Here, well, I'll, I'll tell you exactly the reason why he needs to be in WWE is because who do you have working as a big man in WWE right now? I don't care. No, nobody. <laughs> that, Honestly, that's, I, that's what I'm saying is like, if he's smart, he will, he can reignite the big man, like, Big Show, Kane, seven foot tall freak. He's never going to compare to Andre the Giant. No one's ever right. going to compare to Andre the Giant. But he has a chance to kind of reignite that and and come kind of into his, his repertoire. I, I would like to see him change his stuff a little bit. The monster movement bullshit is just, it's, it's, it's running course. It ran its course two years ago, but I don't know. I so like him. Reason... Go ahead. The only reason, like, I don't like him almost for the same reason I don't like Ray, but it's like the opposite. So, like, Ray, I don't buy Ray beating the big show to win the championship. Just like, I'm not really going to buy a smaller guy like Gargano beating. Bray Wyatt for a championship. And that's where, to me, it's it's hard for me to, you know, obviously wrestling, a big part of it is suspending your disbelief that on any given, you know, any given day, the, the it's not the size of the, the man in the fight, it's the size of the fight in the man. Yeah, I get it. But when you're doing drop kicks and shit, I'm sorry, but if my nephew drop kicks me, it might, like, stagger me for a second. But I'm going to pick him up by his feet and swing him like Cesaro and throw him across the field. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's not, I don't know. I, 
I those massive differences in size like that just throws me off. And when you're a shitty person on top of it, it's just you know kiss of death. Do you, do you ever see? Do you ever see Ray Wyatt coming back? I wish. I I hope. Um, that would have been the only way that I was good with with Braun Strowman coming back is if Bray came back and he was just kind of like his his heater, you know, um, and he was back in the Wyatt family. But Rich, what I, were you gonna say there? I was gonna say what Bob was saying is the same issues I have with um, Darby Allen is uh, it looks like he's a hundred pounds soaking wet, and his finisher is he falls on top of you from the top rope, which just doesn't seem like it. Uh, Right. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure I could beat up Darby Allen, and uh, I've only been going to the gym for a month. <laughs> yeah. No, you're. But you're 100 right. Like Darby Allen looks like, oh, a leaf fell out of a tree. Yeah, he like, needs Sting with with the bat. That's the only right. reason he's a uh, scary. And I I like Darby Allen. I like the character, but again, I it's hard for me to suspend my disbelief with it. The uh, the Strowman thing, I, I threw this on our notes, you know, and I've said this before doing, you know, this pod many, many times. I, I go back to the Eric Bischoff thing. I'm not a Strowman fan at all. Um, you know, I, I, I certainly see his place, though. Um, you know, Bischoff always had the thing of wrestling's like a buffet. Um, you know, you don't like every item on it, but someone does. And, um, you know, it, it obviously it's catering to a certain part of the audience. It's not it's not me. Um, it's certainly not Bob, um, but you know, it's, it's somebody and you know, they do, I, I think, you know, it, <clears throat> we've talked, talking about it here. There is no good big man right now. The whole almost thing was a joke. Oh. Um, it, to, and I hate to say this, but that was like the second coming of the great Kali. It, it just did nothing at all. For less talented. Right. It went nowhere. So there's no big, because right now you have, you know, Paul White is, so hopefully playing Captain Insano over in AEW. Um, obviously, Taker's long gone. Um, you, know, you know, Kane's out of the business. Uh, you have all the big guys that were there is not there, you know, um, as far as, you know, big, tall, hulking people. And uh, Strowman kind of fits that bill. I mean, you know, I, now... I, it definitely just fills a gap. Uh, and right, yeah, that's... Have... I. <laughs> Strowman doesn't have maybe eight more years of wrestling before. He's not going to be. I don't. I cannot see him. I could see him like you know. Hey, we're going to throw him the reins for a minute. His reins is going to drop to Cody at WrestleMania. I don't care what we say from here on till that. He's going to hold it to WrestleMania. He's going to drop at WrestleMania to Cody. So they're going to build up Strowman till maybe Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, whatever. It'll be a obvious loss or whatever, you know. Roman's not dropping that title to WrestleMania. There's no way. Not after the whole McIntyre thing this weekend. You know, no one else makes sense. You know, so Strowman's there as a feeder for right now. Uh, you know. You know, I just I thought of this. Kind of a little bit off topic, but you know who would make a great leader for the Judgment Day? Richie? Alistair. Well, yeah. He could be the Anton LaVey of the Judgment Day. Uh, no, I was thinking Alistair Black. Yeah, that would be cool. Although I don't know, it's like um, Finn has a lot of those good leadership qualities. Um, yeah, Punishment Martinez or Damian Priest does not. Yeah, no, he's fucking dude, terrible. I, dude, I can't fucking stand 
David Brink. <laughs> the dude looks like he should be in the first fucking attempt of Blade, but didn't make the fucking cut. That's how he feels to me. Before he hit yeah. a dig, he was dating a cheerleader from our high school. Like back when we were in school. He was dating uh, uh, Robin Hendricks. Was he really? Oh, yeah, for a long time. Get the fuck yeah. out. It's all over the face. Yeah. That's fucking funny. I know. Oh, that's funny as hell, dude. Speaking of uh, wrestlers, with uh, as, soon as, as soon as he went to the WWE, they they broke up. Um, oh, well, of course. Speaking of WWE wrestlers, where uh, people that are currently on this pod have experience playing football against. <laughs> yeah, Who that was me. Against? Uh, yeah, go ahead. No, you say it because I'm like I'm trying to think. It's Ricochet. Um, Ricochet. Ricochet. Yeah, I played against Ricochet in high school. No shit. You know what? Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. So does that mean Damian Priest graduated around the same time as we did? Oh no 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 no! I think he was. Uh, 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 what do they call that? Cougar going after a cougar. Okay, I was gonna say because if he's the yeah, same, he's age in his thirty. Yeah, he's in his yeah, yeah, he's, he's much younger. Than okay, he's thirty nine. He was born in eighty two. Yeah. Oh, he's more well, no, no. basically so, my age. So he aged then, yeah. Okay, I didn't realize he was that old. So I played for Paulsboro for a year. So I wonder if I didn't play with him, and then when we played against, I wonder if we didn't play against him. Now, not as cool. As, he, not as cool as yours, because he's isn't he from Paulsboro? Uh. All I know is he wants to. It says born. He's born in New York. I don't know, but he he did train in the Monster Factory. So exactly, yeah, I was gonna say that's where where Robin met him. Oh, no shit. All right, sorry, sorry, dude. You, you have an actual legit story. I thought I had one. <laughs> no, I mean that's that's really it. Like I didn't know at the time. I mean, uh, he he went to Tillman, which is the the Paducah Tillman, which is like a city school, and I went to the county school. Did he, is that where he? I thought he was at Reedland. Was he at Reedland? I think he was at Reedland. Yeah, I thought he was at Paducah Tillman, but I could be no, wrong. No, I thought I thought he was at Reedland. Yeah, because it was before he consolidated. Because I feel really bad because I remember playing Reedland our senior year of high school, and there was a reason why the scoreboard did. Yeah, well, yeah, you, I think you we ended up beating them like. 56 to 6. Yeah, the, that's one thing. with Because it was at your senior team, I believe. Doesn't that, the, the, don't you still have national records with that team? So, uh, Corey Robinson, uh, hold on. Let, let me get you these stats real quick because it's it's actually pretty insane. Um, yeah, but I feel like this. This was, this was kind of interesting. The, the team that he was on in the senior year set a couple national records, and I think they're still unbroken. Uh, so okay. he he threw in a week on my senior year in the regular season. He threw ninety one passing touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> total passing yards was a five eight hundred and seventy two. Um, <laughs> passing yards per game averaged three ninety one and a half. <laughs> three eighty three passing completions with five hundred and twenty passing complete uh, passing attempts with only four interceptions for the whole season. Dude, it sounds like my two K. Dude, it was it was unreal. But what's sad is that he didn't even get a <laughs> D one scholarship. He ended up uh, playing for Troy, um, because he was only six foot one. 
That sucks, dude. Dude, he he really wanted to go to Tennessee. He tried to walk on to Tennessee. Uh, things didn't work out, and he ended up getting a scholarship to Troy. And honestly, what's really funny is he was kind of he was a fucking dick in high school. Let's be real. Um, but he ended up, uh, I think, going to Chicago and was in their training camp, and I think was on the practice team for a bit, and. Uh, I think they ended up letting him go, and now he works for the barges in Paducah. So, like, that Is just goes really? to – Yeah, he doesn't, like I, – I hope he's doing well. I'm not trying to talk ill will of C-Rob by any means, but, like, it just goes to show some of the classes, they don't give a fuck about the classes when you go to play football like that. Um, but we ended up going 11-1. and one. I think there was only one game where we didn't have over – there were, there was two games that we didn't have over 50 points per game. <laughs> uh, one we got in the second time, and then uh, we played one of the playoffs. We only scored 45. And then during the championship, we played Lexington Catholic. I went head-to-head with, I think, he is now the free safety for – Last I checked, he was, yeah, free safety for the Colts. Winston guy who ran a 4-3 fucking 40. Jeez. I can do that now. Come on. Please. Yeah. Oh, me me too. We're premier athletes. Let's, let's Richie's be been doing the gym thing for a month. Where are you at on that? 4-2. I, I, I wasn't paying attention. So sure. <laughs> 420 right. let's, <laughs> yes let's 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 move on from from our uh let's move on from wrestling let's talk about some stuff here uh i guess we'll we'll just i'm just gonna go tick down the list because it all kind of leads from one thing to another um so first thing i got on the list is is a new band guys well i don't know how new they are but they're a band called gnome have you ever heard of them uh, you, threw that our, you threw that in our notes, and I was really curious, but I'll, I'm going to be honest with you. I have not uh, clicked or looked at anything yet, but that that pretty that sounds pretty awesome. What kind of music are they doing? Metal. Oh, okay. So metal, they all just look like nerds, and they wear gnome hats, like red pointy hats. And apparently they're Belgian. Belgish? Bel- yeah. Belgians. Bel- Belgian. I think it's, Bel- 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 I think it's Belgites. I think it's uh, Belginus. Yeah, it's Belgites. That's Belginus. it. That's it. Belginus. Yeah. <laughs> Belginus. Antwerps. All right. Antwerps. Ah, Antwerps. that's better. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, so yeah. So I recommend checking them out. All right. Now the big one. Ask watches. So apparently, some taxidermists are taking Sasquatch or taking sorry deer asses. And turning them into Sasquatch heads. Oh, I just Googled this. Holy shit. Yes. If you Google it, you will not be disappointed. The ones, so I, I downloaded a bunch of pictures of them. Like the ones that I really liked, there was one that where they, in the butthole, they put a big blue eye. And so <laughs> it's got this, big blue, this one big blue eye in the middle of its forehead. And you can tell that it's in the butthole. Um, in the butthole. They've got another one where they lift up the tail 
and they just put teeth in it and some eyes on the tail and it's listed as a utah werewolf um there's there's quite a few if you look them up they're they're funny as hell uh, there's one where the butthole's just big red lips yeah yep See, I could I, I think I threw this in a message out. I could see this being from one of the taxidermies around here because Kyler is familiar with this town, Monkey's Eyebrow. Um there's <laughs> the only the only business that I'm aware of is a taxidermy. And it, you know, it just seems like this would be something that came from there. So so that's Tom, I'm gonna get you one of these for Christmas now. I'm I'm looking it up. I'm I'm gonna get you <laughs> I certainly don't doubt it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, wait, I'll be waiting for it. <clears throat> well, see, here's the better part: is that it's actually not going to be sent for you. It's going to be sent for Danielle. <laughs> going to be labeled for Danielle. <laughs> yes. Yes. <sighs> so uh, along those same, along those same uh, lines of, of cryptids. Um, so, Tom, you found an, an interesting hard seltzer pack. I did, I did. So this was this was kind of cool. I don't like hard seltzer really. Um, just I'm not, I'm not a fan of seltzer water, so it's it's hard to uh, even look at. Dude, come on! It's gross. Oh, oh, hold on! Get the fuck out of here! He's gonna go grab white claw. Uh, oh Jesus Christ! Probably. Um, Every time you drink a white claw, Steve Austin is disappointed. <laughs> something like that. Like yeah, white claws. Liquid death, bitch. I okay. thought that was water. Yeah, liquid death. It's, delta. it's not hard seltzer, but it's, oh, it's delta water. water. I thought. Oh, that's yeah. Liquid death okay. is okay. That's that's different. That, that's that's still gross. Only um, eight ninety nine a can. <laughs> I I will say I was disappointed by the actual water itself. I did buy some. I was at Sam's Club and they had it, and I'm like, well, fuck it, let me try it out. But uh, yeah, I waste money on this. Uh, you uh, you know, we've we've done a couple of cryptids episodes, and we're gonna have to dive in again at, at some other point on another one, especially now they're close to Halloween, which is pretty cool. Um, but now uh, Urban Artifact, which is a really good brewery in Ohio, uh, they actually put out this um, um, cryptids seltzer pack. But it's really cool. Are you guys familiar with the Jelly Belly game called Bamboozled? Mm-hmm. Bamboozled. Where yeah, you just try different jelly beans, and it's like, oh, this could taste like you know, fresh mint or it's grass or whatever. It's like, you know, toothpaste or blue raspberry. Right. Yeah, exactly. Apparently the urban artifact people did this with this hard seltzer pack and it's called a trick or treat pack. And you have no idea what you're drinking. And, uh, it, they call it cryptids. It's got pretty cool box art. I may end up doing it, but apparently there's like you it online. That's what I'm thinking, and that'd be one I've. We got to figure out how to film too, because it's yeah. got to do some pretty funny faces. But I can definitely get it here. I don't know how. Richie, have you ever seen Urban Artifact up in your area? I don't think so, but I've never really looked for it. I'm not so, sure what their yeah, distribution like I, range is. I know they're like Cincinnati, so we get them, and that's about five, six hours away from us. Cincinnati, <laughs> New York City. <laughs> I'll have to. Uh, I'll look for it down here. If I can find it down here. You should probably be able to get it up there. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kyler, you obviously can get that stuff. Uh, it's um, yeah. They make really, really good beer. I, I will say that. So I'm sure that this stuff is pretty good for what it is. But it's a really cool concept, you know. It's uh, hey, let's take the kids' craze of uh, the Jelly Belly stuff and let's let's have at it with some uh, some alcoholic drinks. Um, I think that's a it's a cool party thing. Man. You're gonna get one. It's just gonna be straight piss. 
Probably. Just warm piss. I have no idea what flavor. Supposedly, like, there's a, a grass one in there. There's toothpaste. There's whatever. So I don't know what kind of... That'd be my luck. Oh. Would be uh, exactly... Would be uh, well, be like that scene from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. <laughs> or like in, in America Pie. <laughs> I could taste the bubbles. <laughs> All right. So we've got the cryptids hard seltzer. Now, some stuff I was, I was, I don't know why I was looking at this, but I was looking up cryptids on, um, on Wikipedia because I just wanted to see what Wikipedia had to say. And uh, there's some, some new ones out of Japan. Well, relatively new. I forget what they're called, but they look like Pokemon. Yeah, basically, it, it's it looks like a Pokemon. It's like a like a blob with big legs, and it's supposed to be like part whale, part human, or whatever. But I also learned this. Cryptozoology has been picked up by creationists. So creationists being people who believe in the young earth, right? And who think that, um, who are like very devoutly Christian and think that the earth is super young and that, you know, believe the Bible word for word. And their reasoning is they believe they've been actually funding cryptozoological expeditions because they believe that if these expeditions can find real proof of cryptids, that it will disprove evolution. Uh, how so how, how, how would it disprove? I don't know. But that's their theory. That's why that's their their reasoning for why they're funding these expeditions is because they believe that it will disprove evolution. So I guess if they can find a monkey man or something like that, they can show. Oh, I got you. I got you. But like, I, I don't know. But that's the thing, though, is like you can't fucking that. That makes no sense. That right. makes absolutely zero fucking sense. Right. Oh, I know. But, you know, Soto's trying to disprove evolution, if you ask me. <laughs> so, but, um, and then one more, one more on the, on cryptids. Um, have you guys seen the trailer for the show, The Imperfects? You sent that to us, and I, yes, I, yes, I now, now that you just said it, I, I did, yes. I saw the picture. <laughs> so, the synopsis for the show, and what really led me to, to look into it is, it's a banshee, a chupacabra, and a succubus join forces to take down an evil science organization. Oh hell yes! So what it oh, looks oh, like, and I watched. Sounds cool. I, this I has know, rubber. This I've has rubber look. smeared all over it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So what happens is these kids are getting experimented on by this evil science organization, and they end up getting the powers of these cryptids. So like the, and it's really racist because the Hispanic dude is the one that turns into the chupacabra. Eh. <laughs> and it's not a hot Irish chick. Is the Yeah. And it's not a hot Irish chick. That's the Banshee. So, well, how do you know she's a chick? She, well, Ooh. that's true. Ooh. It is 2022. You're right. You're right. All right. Well, Boom. but it, I think it looks pretty fun. Like it looks like a CW show. Essentially, like it looks like it could be kind of like a so it's top quality, um, not as hundred million dollar budget, very CW like a not as good supernatural, but it still looks entertaining. Like, I'm still looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm Rich, looking you, at it right now. It looks pretty cool. Rich, you weren't impressed, you didn't really. Uh, I'm gonna check it out, but I, I think it looks uh, 
it's going to be silly. Oh, I yeah. think it'll run for, mark my words, it'll run for 33 seasons. Um, <laughs> it's going to be Well, no, a... didn't it Bob say it was Netflix? Yeah, it's Netflix, so it'll run for two seasons and then get canceled on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Dude, I won't get two seasons on Netflix. <laughs> what are you talking about? Hey, Glow got two seasons and then got canceled. On no, Netflix. Glow got three seasons. And got canceled. Re Resident oh. Evil only got one. Yeah. I, uh, I watched the first half of that and was entertained by it. Well, Glow? Uh, I didn't, I didn't watch Evil. it. Or Resident Evil. It had nothing to do... Oh. It had more to do with Resident Evil than the movie series did, but it still... Doesn't have much to do with it. I like Glow. Glow, I like a lot. Glow is yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, I really like Dude, Glow. Mark, Mark, I, will, I will say this. Mark Marin, one of my heroes. Um, yeah. Uh, and then I, 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 I'd be remiss if I remember the, uh, I can't remember the actor's name or the character's name, but the, the young guy. Um, oh, shoot. The guy that's got, like, he's the guy funding it. Um, uh, oh. Glow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I just yeah. cannot remember his name on the show, and I cannot remember the actor's name, but I really, really like the character, and I really like him. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, yeah. Um, the girl that played like the, uh, his the, the daughter, Mark Maron's daughter, is wearing a dead yes, 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 she's wearing yes, a dead she's really a couple of the episodes, you know, Philly's yeah, yeah, yep. and she's cute too. Yeah, she was good. That doesn't hurt. Um, it, if there's three, if there's three movies on Netflix that I implore you guys to watch. Uh, if you haven't seen them already, one is Hardcore Henry. That one's a fucking beast of a movie. Um, Baruni Kenshin uh, is a live action. Um, one of the ones that they did right. It's a it's a bad. The fight scenes are fucking insane. Like you know, uh, samurai Japanese stuff. I was always doing that. And then um, I watched a movie called. Uh, I think it's called Day Shift with um, shit. What's shit. <laughs> uh, Jamie Foxx and Dave Franco called Day Shift on Netflix. It's it's actually pretty pretty good um, for what it is. It being like comedy fantasy movies. You remember that movie uh, Bright that Will Smith did, and it had like the orc cops. This is similar to that. Uh, I think it could be in the same realm, so to speak. It's in it's in fucking California. It has to do with vampires and shit. It's pretty cool. But if you if you're bored, watch one of their one of those three movies. They're they're fantastic. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on now to another one. And I I had the the name wrong, so I'm I'm looking it up now because I want to see what. The list of games is but um so we've talked we talked on previous episodes about the evercade and the uh the evercade versus which was the home console version hooks up the tv well the evercade is coming out with a new a new version called the evercade exp it's a handheld it's a little bit more premium um and it comes with 18 capcom games built into it so it comes with um, 1942, 1943, 1944, Bionic Commando, Captain Commando, Commando, Final Fight, Forgotten Worlds, Ghosts and Ghouls, Legendary Wings, Mercs, Street Fighter II Hyperfighting, Strider, Vulgus, Mega Man, Mega Man 2, Mega Man X, and Breath of Fire. For a second there, I thought you were going to be like 1942, 1943, 44, 
45, 46, and all the way up to the 18. <laughs> well, they have the, the Evercade VS. Wow, it looks like a Super Nintendo. Yeah, we did yeah. an entire we did an entire episode on them. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like it's it's really like Evercade is really knocking it out of the park. But with this, but I'm very tempted to go with this one. And here's and here's the reason why. Um, with the Evercade VS, you can only play that. There's there's only certain cartridges. So all of the cartridges will fit, but because of licensing agreements, they had to block certain cartridges from working with it. This one works with every single cartridge because it's a handheld, but it's got an HDMI out and you can plug an HDMI into it and then play it on your TV. Um, and it just, it looks pretty cool. It looks like a solid little handheld, um, actually much more pocketable than, than a switch. Um, yeah. you can play it in tape mode for your, for your, um, shooter games. So that's pretty cool. It's, it looks like a neat little, little thing. I, I don't know that I'll pick it up, you know, um, but it, it looks pretty cool for what it is. I would be curious to see what kind of modifications that I could do with this with Raspberry Pi. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's possible that you'd be able to hook some cool stuff up with it. It was cool. Well, that's, I, I, you know, you know, Bob and I did a, what a God, it was about a year ago, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, did an Evercade VS episode. That was part of an episode, I should say. We probably didn't do a whole thing to it. Well, we might have, though, because we were probably struggling for content back then. Yeah. Until we got until we got Richie on board, and you know, then our fortunes changed. Yeah, then I had to cut out half of his stuff anyway that he says, so it really didn't matter. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but now uh, I thought this was a really cool concept. Then, um, they're I think they're making some really cool hardware. Um, but again, it kind of goes back to the thing of yeah, if it's, if it, if it's a game I'm clamoring to play, I'm gonna crack in the original, or I'm probably just gonna unfortunately. Play the ROM, um, so sorry. Um, oh. That's just that's just how I am. I love the stuff they're putting out, though, and I, th- I think that's I think I do like the fact that this is one that I think this is a little more intriguing to me than the um, uh, console. Um, this is pretty cool. Do you have a price point on that? Uh, I believe it was a hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, hundred and fifty dollars. Pre-orders open September. Oh, pre-order. Yeah, pre-orders already opened. Um, it comes out on March or on November twenty-fourth, and it will come not only with those bundled-in games, but it'll come with an IREM Arcade One cartridge, which includes R-Type, In the Hunt, Moon Patrol, Ten Yard Fight, Battle Chopper slash Mister Heli, and Lightning Swords. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll tag Evercade on this one um, for the free uh, advertisement. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because our twelve listeners are gonna. There's twelve. All, all buy them right there. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, I I'm seriously considering it if for no other reason, it's just I want to support that stuff, and I haven't gotten one of their systems yet. Um, for me, I like playing it on dedicated hardware. Like I, yes, I could get the ROMs or whatever else but i also kind of i don't know i it's cool to be able to support the people who made the games and do it with a cartridge instead of like digital media i would so much rather buy physical media from someone and support them that way than buy like a, a freaking download that could disappear in a year um but you know that's just that's me i'm 
fucking weird. Hey, I, I was going to say, um, I know we have a, a couple of big notes on our run sheet here. I, I think, um, you know, that I think we have a couple of items there that we could save for a whole nother thing. Cause I think we get into a whole nother conversation, oh, yeah. um, but I think it would, um, we could wrap this up. You have, we have a cool note here on Zelda. Um, yeah. And I think this is a fun, I think this would be a fun way to, to kind of end it. Cause I know we all have our own, uh, little things with Zelda and this is pretty cool. What do you got? So been hearing for years about like a, a Zelda all-stars collection, kind of like what they've done for super Mario brothers. Um, you know, back when the GameCube was out, you could actually buy a silver GameCube or platinum GameCube, sorry, that came with a disc that had um, Zelda 1 and 2 on it. And then it had, I uh, want to say, was that the one that had Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on it too? Or am I thinking of something else? Richie, that's a question for um, you. You should know this one. I think it had... I think it had a, the uh, the Zelda when when Nintendo released the Platinum GameCube and they had the special bundle that came with the Zelda Legends disc or whatever it was and it had Legends of Zelda One Adventure Link and I'm pretty sure it had Ocarina of Time it, and Majora's Mask it, right. It just had up to Ocarina of Time. There was a second one release that had um, Ocarina of Time, uh, Majora's Mask, and the Ocarina of Time. Master's Quest. Oh yeah, called. the one that only got released in Japan on the on the sixty four disc drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've had that in the past, but we've never really had a legitimate Legend of Zelda collection. And there was supposed there was talk about it last year for Le or for Zelda's what was it thirtieth or thirty fifth anniversary. Um, we didn't get it, but they've been talking. There's there's rumors there's going to be a Nintendo Direct soon before Breath of the Wild come two comes out. They're going to release a Wind Waker and Princess or Twilight Princess at, like compilation for the Switch, which I would be happy with. I've never finished uh, Wind Waker, and I got really far in Twilight Princess, and my GameCube took a crap. So I've never finished either of those games, and I'd really like to to go back and and play them. So. Uh, you know, I'd be looking forward to that. Maybe they'll squeeze in some of the what. Honestly, what I'd really love to see a, a hand a collection of the handheld ones, like the 3DS one that just came out not too long ago, um, Link Between Worlds. Phenomenal game. I played through that game at least three separate times, and it was just it's so good. And I would love this to be able to play that on normal hardware and not be tied to my little tiny ass 3DS. Yeah, now you'd mentioned uh, Breath of the Wild, and uh, that's what you know. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the sequel on that. I think a lot of people are, um, and I and I think that's one of those games that, like, even if you weren't hardcore gamer Zelda fan, um, that drew any everyone in. So this is really cool to see some of these other games that were pre released previously. They're coming back, and you can expose new generation to them. Um, people that might not have been, gotten the chance, like you said, you didn't get a chance to finish it. Some people don't get a chance to play it. You know, uh, there are certain games that I certainly, <clears throat> for one reason or the other, never had, never played. So I, I, it's certainly something I'll be looking at. Um, you know, Kyler, I don't know what what was your uh, you, were you ever in the Zelda stuff at all, or I know. You... Uh, honestly, not really, because like the the history of my like gaming gaming experience was as a kid. Dad kept the Super Nintendo in his bedroom, and so every now and then. I could see I that. Could play. <laughs> yeah. He kept it in his bedroom. Um, and so every now and then I would play Mortal Kombat 2. 
uh, F-Zero Rage. And I think his other game he had was, uh, he had like Donkey Kong and stuff like that, which I obviously played the shit out of. Uh, but then he had a, a pass fishing game that I, I really loved to play. Uh, after that, honestly, I didn't even have exposure to any gun, game console unless I went over to my aunt's house. And the only game that I was allowed to play over there was Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, on, I think they had a, a GameCube. No, no, no. It was a Sega Genesis uh, that they had. And then it, it fast forwards to the very first Xbox. No, I had a PS2, and then I had the Xbox, and that was that was really kind of it. And then I got into the PC stuff after the Xbox. Yeah, I, kn- I knew you were a big PC gamer, um, a lot more so than I ever Joy. aspired to be. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I'm. I, I, that is, it is a pretty cool thing. I'm excited to see it. Uh, Nintendo's done this similarly. They released um, Mario sixty four Galaxy and then Sunshine on a on a you know pat on a on a on a release. So uh, it doesn't surprise me. Looking forward to it. The um, uh, I, I guess the, the, the I guess it kind of wets the or keeps the the palette wet, if you will, as people wait for the next, you know, big release. Call of the Wild too. And it gives some. Yeah, yeah, Breath of the Wild too, and whatnot. Is <clears throat> something to to sell for Christmas too? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, so. I think there's going to be a lot of so. Um, there's going to be a lot of other games that come out that I think. Uh, Tom, did you ever play Dead Space? No. No. So, like, it's kind of along the lines of, like, the outer space, like, horror kind of games. And they're coming out, the, the creators of Dead Space are coming out with a new one called the Callisto Protocol. I'm kind of I'm kind of excited about that. Um, Do you say outer they, space horror? Yeah, it's like a, it's a, a survival <laughs> horror video game. Outer space. Do you play as the horror, or do you... I... I I don't know if if you play as the whore or if you get paid, um, <laughs> but apparently it's fun. You get to wear kind of like a couple chains and a, a man thong. Uh, <laughs> I think you can cycle through. Like it's one of those microtransactions where you can just like you can get uh, big black dildos, you can get horse cocks, whatever <laughs> you want. Okay, I I mean look, it's peak of my interest. <laughs> <sighs> Oh man! As long as I get to beat somebody with the dildo, I'm in. Uh, that's good. Uh, we, uh, I think we did a number here. We did a lot on, uh, you know, we we kind of did a part two with on CM Punk and what the happenings are in AEW. And uh, look, I I, I I I need to say, you know, something about this. I think we're in. A, and I've said this before. We're in a really good spot right now in wrestling. I stopped watching for months. I stopped watching after Mania. Um, get some really cool things, whether it's real, fake, whatever. You know, the people are talking about it. You know, Bob and I kind of swore off months ago never to even talk about wrestling on this because we realized that no one listens to this stuff. <laughs> and then we but, realized it's just the podcast in general nobody listens to. So we'll talk exactly. About so why not just have at it? But um, no, it's, it's, it's really cool times. I'm excited. You know, we've got... Uh, good people in charge of both big companies. I'm um, hoping they have, uh, you know, hoping something actually happens with Ring of Honor. 
Uh, supposedly, Major League Wrestling's getting some kind of deal. Then you got the whole Freddie Prince thing. We could talk about that on another thing. Uh, he's supposed to be launching his own company. Um, you know, it, it's really cool times. It's really interesting. Well, I just think it's only a matter of time before Coney Tan ends up in the impact zone. <laughs> uh, yeah, never, never forget about the little engine that could. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, until next time, thank you for listening. Check us out on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, uh, noisebrigadepod.com, bigbeefyshootyboys.com, harambepox.com, harlequinsmithatemyballs.com. <laughs> Do you like bears.com? Always be chupacabra.com. Chupacabra for dicks.com. Uh, what am I missing? Uh, I think that's it. Double wide oh. coffin. Double wide coffin.com. And then soon to be, um, was it better than moses.com? <laughs> <laughs>